I'm Dave, and this is Will, and we are the NVG Podcast. It <laughs> seems like most podcasts, how they start, though. They say um, their names, and they're like, we are this podcast. Yeah. I think one of the ones I listen to, they start off by, like, there's always, like, a, like a, uh, not a turn of phrase, but they, like, modify a statement per the episode every episode like i think kotaku starts off with the only podcast that does or doesn't whatever blah blah, blah. and so like oh there's this episode talking about mm, let's say we're talking about like the loot boxes and battlegrounds or something mm. like that right they would start the podcast the only the only podcast that doesn't charge you for the segments at the end or something like that anyways it's stupid MVG podcast, the most overrated podcast in Washington. MVG podcast, the most underrated podcast. Now we're overrated. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have that five. So. The one that you swear you didn't put on. <laughs> I didn't. Gosh. <laughs> Actually, my intern was like making fun of me the whole freaking summer about that. I'm like, yeah. I freaking didn't do it anyway um i he thought we do as much as i do i thought what's, what's that um i thought we'd start this podcast with a with a song you could play what what's that one by um sir mix a lot the really popular one i don't know i've never heard of this artist you speak come of. on come on bro uh, you don't know this song um, he's from here oh man i don't know Is my it, brother did his carpets the, that's cool. Um, oh, this, it's something about but yes. Uh, you, I, uh, first of all, do you not? Did you think that I didn't really know who that was? I, well, for, sure, for a second there, I was like, wait a minute, how does he not know this? Like Uh-oh. everyone knows this song, of course. So anyway, that's why I put. That's like I put the the main character's name like ten times. His name is Butts. <laughs> yeah, except for they switched it in the newer translation. It's Bart. The Barts. And Sparts. I should have kept it true to the, you Butts, know. B-U-T-Z. I don't, I don't like all this this uh, video game censorship. They should have re- oh, left gosh. it as butts. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of censorship, and I don't know if we're still trying to do that weird time travel thingy where we're talking about something as if the other ones don't exist. Cause oh, the effect. Mandela effect? Sure, whatever. Um, I was watching or looking at some articles about the new Final Fantasy VIII remaster mm-hmm. and they were talking about censorship and how like I guess Renoa's shirt is not cut co- or is covering more than it used to and the siren summon no longer does like uh, a creative covering of her body they actually just put wings there or whatever it it's hilarious that the thing that people the things that people gravitate towards, like, oh my gosh, I hate this because I wasn't even noticed. Exactly. <laughs> They're three D models, and it takes nothing away from the gameplay. Well, I suppose we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to, get to the Final Fantasy Seven. Eight. Eight. Uh, I was going to say seven in the in the remaster. Oh man! Because people were so worried. Yeah. Well, we will definitely go. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Funny but thing is, I think we talked about some of this stuff in like the first episode or second episode of the podcast. 
Oh yeah, yeah, from season mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't really know much about the remake at that point. Yeah. Um. Wow. But we're not talking about Final Fantasy VII. We're talking about Final Fantasy V. Mm, Five. So it's taken a while for us to get here because you know, of course, doing one Final Fantasy a month and yeah. Um. Also apologizing for last week and not being here or not. It's mostly my fault. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. So here's the thing. In the last episode, I did say that you did record. They you had mentioned that you are going through a move. And how yeah. is that going? <laughs> I heard some. Uh, I heard some good news. Well, our house official. Well, I mean, it was pending before, but now it's officially sold. And in one month time, well, we had so we got uh, a month free of rent to look. So we had more time to look for a house. Mm-hmm. So in one month, we're going to be homeless because me and my wife cannot agree. See, I want more house. She wants more yard. And just go with what she wants. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We'll figure something <laughs> out. I don't know. Anyway, so Final Fantasy V. Um, did you know it was released in 1992 originally in Japan? No. Because I don't know. Seems, that seems so late into the... I don't. I, it seems like Super Nintendo was already out in America when this game was releasing. Yeah, it was also released during the holiday season too. That's pretty cool. And because of that, uh, I actually read that the Japanese government like was like, "No way, you cannot release this on, or you have to release it on a weekend because it's going to be too busy or something like that." Do you know that because of Dragon Quest games in Japan, mm-hmm. they are not allowed to release? Um, games on certain days during the week because of how it affects yeah. the the work ethic, and because people will go out to buy it or people will call in sick to go buy these things, and it becomes it's part of the culture because those games are so popular. And I mean, this is the fifth entry into an already insanely popular um, franchise. I I w- well, I wonder if it started that. with Dragon Quest or if it started with this one. It probably started with Dragon. I Quest. think it was Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest is more popular, I think. In Japan, at least. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, Final Fantasy V, uh, definitely in America, flew under the radar. We didn't get it for a long time. <laughs> well, we well, we actually, it came out in 1998, which is way quicker than I thought. Right, and but that's still six years. I know, but it still, r- like, reminds me how, like, when you're younger, like, now that I'm older, six years, I'm like, oh, well, that's not that long ago. But when I was a kid, like, six years is... Eternity. Substantial, yeah. But even now, I think six years, six years to know that a game exists and that you can't, and you still can't play it. I'm but sure I then, played it before 1998. Well, I don't think I did. Um, but my thing was that back then the internet wasn't as uh, as viable as a, a source of media yet. Right. So it wasn't as easy to even know that these games existed. So maybe six years kind of didn't mean anything to us because when we saw it, it seemed fresh, brand new to us anyways. Well, they were they were actually advertising it. Um, they were advertising in magazines that, I don't know what they advertised it as with the name mm-hmm. originally. I think they were just saying, oh, new Final Fantasy game. Right. But what they wanted to do was uh, they wanted to name it Final Fantasy Extreme in the U.S., Extreme. <laughs> well, because we had also, Final Fantasy. The bosses, the big bosses, X. Oh, Dance, yeah. Huh? So, <laughs> kind of. Well, I mean, just like uh, Final Fantasy 4, we got the dumbed down version because, 
you know, they they think they didn't think we had enough exposure to these type of games. So the the casual players, they didn't think they'd be able to, to get them interested in this game. Well, mm-hmm. it is it is one of the hardest ones in the series. Five is. Mm-hmm. It was considered one of the hardest in the series. I didn't ever seem to have any problem with it, but it's probably because I'm no stranger to grinding, and that's what the uh, right, right. It definitely encourages that. Uh, both. Well, they they probably the expect system. the the casual gamer not to be, you know, such ready to go grinding for levels and whatnot. Yeah. If you think about like the later titles, you know, you can pretty much go through the game and you get the appropriate amount of levels. And you have to do like a little bit of grinding if you're not good enough, you know. Yeah, they definitely had figured out how uh, balancing works, kind of as we as they went uh, as they went along. But then these job based games, I feel like every title every title that had the drop system always turned out to be grindy because mm-hmm. because of how uh, varying well, the strategy was. I'm yeah. sure it's because also balancing is hard to do. Well, I just think about the like all the experience points for each job class that you have to get true but there was all also there's other uh, games and that have figured out those systems and having it kind of translate sure. along yeah um but I don't, I don't think they really it wasn't really about that it was more or less we're giving you choices and in do giving you choices we also have to figure out a way to like i don't know to fit it into the game without messing with our story without messing with our our like natural progression of things right so you i mean in this game and I mean, we'll get more into the mechanics in a little bit, but in this game, they definitely had character levels and the job and then levels. the regular levels, yeah. yeah. And that was that was like the the their equalizer across the board. It was kind of a way of saying, technically, your stats will be this way, but you know, there's that um, there's that taper period. You know, whenever you first start a class, that you're a little bit weaker, but as you level or as you yeah, as you level up the job itself then you get even stronger and it builds on the already established stats of the characters and whatnot, which is fun. Um, but it is, it is fun. definitely, I mean, that's, it's definitely grindy for sure. That's the, I mean, that's the main part of this game. That's the ma- main selling point of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, well actually, so, well, okay. So we've talked about this guy before, uh, Sakaguchi. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the last game that he directs it. Well, he kind of co-directs this one, but he's the this is the last one Final Fantasy game that he directs. Mm-hmm. But this was actually his favorite one uh, Final Fantasy game until Nine was released. Okay, that makes sense. But he co-directed this one with uh, Katase. Katase? I don't know how to say his name. Who went on to do? Well, he did. He directed Chrono Trigger. He directed mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, and Ten. Yeah. Which those are like the I mean that's like the golden era of Final Fantasy games. Yeah, so he worked... Actually, oh. who directed 6 then, I wonder? 6, it was him. Oh, it was him too? Okay. He was the director, event planner, and scenario writer for 6. Got it. And then for 5, he was also a field planner, event planner, and scenario writer. So I think it was more or less probably that he took up some directing duties, but right. he never got credited as the director. Because well, Sakaguchi was still technically the, yeah. the lead director. Well, they had it... Like, those two must have gotten along really well. So they had a big deal it made a big deal out of you know like one of them would go and work and they'd sh- they'd do work and then they'd show the uh the other person and then the next day the other person was like i'm gonna do my best to top that and it was like this big challenge for them trying to top each other yep each and every day yep you said it 
Um, I feel like maybe you did the pause because you knew somebody would interpret it a certain way. Okay, so he worked on Chrono Trigger <laughs> yeah. Seven. He worked on. Let's see. He well, did, he's a, oh, he's he did a cr- eight too. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's more of a. I think he's a producer more so than anything at this point. Yeah, he um he co-produced Kingdom Hearts. Oh, go figure, right? That's cool. Yeah, did you know that Tetsuo Nomura also worked on Monsters for oh, Final Fantasy V? I got some Nomura stuff for later on, so. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so I was talking about Final, the they they were going to make it Final Fantasy Extreme in the U.S. Extreme. whatever. <laughs> but this was actually uh, what actualized the vision for um, training for Mystic Quest. They actually were going to use Mystic Quest to train people to be ready for a game like Final Fantasy V. Yeah, okay, so here's the Which thing. Which makes no sense because Mystic Quest, well, Mystic I think Quest how we, was like a like a Zelda um a, like a Zelda Final Fantasy mashup yeah. because Zelda's considered easy, like accessible and I feel like we've it, talked about this game in every Final Fantasy podcast now. Do you know why? <laughs> it's because like, it's low key the goat. <laughs> yeah, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's one of those games where technically they took everything that they liked about the other games, they put it into there, and they just made it accessible. Before accessible like uh, franchise entries were really like the thing. It was for them. It was just like, oh, okay, you started off saying Final Fantasy IV was easy mode in, mm-hmm. in America, right. anyways. So then they were like, okay, so we can dumb down a game we currently already have, or we can just make a full dumbed down game from scratch. And right. That's what Mystic Quest pretty much was. It was just like people need these easy things. And also, I don't know if you look at the game, it, graphical fidelity wise, it wasn't the like their most adventurous. For Mystic Quest? Yeah. It looked it did it, it was definitely different. Final Fantasy Four type graphics, mm-hmm. a little bit more color. Right. But the monsters, like they were it was a like you saw the back of the head of your hero, and mm-hmm. then the monsters were facing towards you, kind of like a fantasy star. Mm, yeah. So it was it was that kind of um, head-on battle system or whatever. Right. And then of course you got like your hook shot and your and your climbing tools or whatever, so you could get places in the scenarios. So I, you know, I can't wait to do a podcast on that one because I'm actually <laughs> I'm a little bit excited to play it again. Yeah, the thing is, I have to find I don't, it. I don't yeah, I don't know I, how I'm going to find it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah. How, how many, how many, so Final Fantasy IV sold 4 million copies. How many copies do you think Final Fantasy V sold? Obviously 5 million because it's Final Fantasy V. No, it sold about 3 million. Sorry. That's unfortunate. It was misleading by the whole Final yeah. Fantasy IV selling yeah. 4 million. Yeah. You, Sorry you about did. that. You did. And I fell for it. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, let's. You want to get into some gameplay? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but you know when we You're should like, get into wait, gameplay. Wait, wait. Do I have an option? What would my other option be? Do I taking want another option? Taking a break. That would be my other option. Well, we can take a really quick break then. Sure. Why not? Do it. And we're back. We did an abrupt break. It was cool. We had like three false starts before we actually went to break. It is what <laughs> it is. But David forgot something. What'd it wasn't forget? really that big a deal as I thought it was. Uh, what was it? it? Well, I was actually looking for the note that's something I already mentioned. 
It was about the school, the <laughs> the government. The government asked him not to release the game on a school day. Oh, that makes sense. Not a big deal. Yeah, but you already said it, so it's whatever. Yeah, but now you said it twice, and you're wasting my time. Let's get <laughs> on to the next thing. What are we can talk about. So we're gonna get into the gameplay a little bit, and Sounds um, good. I I kind of think of this game as like it's kind of like an enhanced version of Final Fantasy three. Like I I, kinda, I think of this as a bloated version of Final Fantasy three. We're getting in the semantics. No. Okay. So, the difference between enhanced and bloated is that enhanced <laughs> would have been... <laughs> now we're getting semantics. Um, <laughs> uh, well, no, because I... Okay, so to call it an enhanced version would mean to improve on upon almost perfection. That is Final Fantasy three, in my opinion. Wow. Um, okay. And then I think that five is like, oh my gosh, let's just add more jobs and I, more jobs, and then let's take a story and you know. There's actually less jobs in Final Fantasy five than three. Nah. Mm-hmm. For real. Um, I may have counted the jobs from the re-releases. Well, there's there's twenty two in Final Fantasy five. Uh huh. And and I cannot quickly get to Final Fantasy three, but I'm pretty sure there's like twenty three in that one. Okay, so while you start with the battle mechanics, I'm going to actually <laughs> count. <laughs> All right, so uh, so this one, just like the old Final Fantasy games, um, you get pretty much all your party members right from the get-go, which unlike, I mean, unlike Final Fantasy IV where you had such a variety of characters. Um, but, the, you know, just that's what I'm saying. Like, just like in Final Fantasy III, you get all your characters from, right from the get-go. And this one, you get them right from, eh, kind of right from the get go. Um, in this game, there's a there's a default ability for each character class, mm-hmm. and uh, but this one also add added something that the remake of Final Fantasy three had, and Final Fantasy four actually. The remake of Final Fantasy four is that you could uh, level up your jobs and mm-hmm. equip those skills onto other jobs. Right. They made it like a portable system. Yeah, so you have like a ninja white mage. Right. So, 26. For three? In three. Now, let's see. I think with the added uh, advanced mobile Steam exclusive jobs, it might bring it to 26. The reason oh, really? why? Yeah. Hmm. Um, the reason why I say that five is bloated, though, is because of all of the, like the, what do you call it? I initially actually thought they had more jobs, but also the things that they did with the the job system in terms of adding like the 16 layers to each job, like in terms of like the, the job point system that you worked with, like leveling up certain things. Well, Um, you had all your, like for Final Fantasy three, you had all your skills for that character. And in this one, you know, like you level up like a white mage will have like, Oh, I'm level one white mage. I get 10% more MP. And then I'm level two. Now I get 20% more MP. Right. Um, well, then they also added that the skill thing, the the abilities to transfer or the ability to transfer a set of skills over right, to right, right, right. other classes. And I As think if that the ninja that white point, mage. Right. And at that point, I was like, okay, that's cool and everything. But like, I guess even in 3A, it somewhat encourages you to like constantly level up your classes, but you kind mm-hmm. of get all your skills up front anyway. Right, and there's real... There's, I mean, there's, I don't remember there 
being like a point. Maybe in the remakes there was a point, there, but it probably wasn't as much of a point. More or less achievements. Yeah, okay. Um, and and as your stats go up, like you have like a higher chance to critical, and then the new abilities in the or not not critical. Sorry, you have a higher chance because you know how we were talking about three. It had the multi strike system, so if you hit and then you hit sometimes it'll hit like 16 times or whatever mm-hmm. yeah right so that was like as you level we got that and then with the new game boy advance version those new abilities those got benefits from you leveling up that job specifically so it would be like um the knight's cover or the warrior's cover ability or whatever right at, at the low levels maybe it's only 50 percent effective and mm-hmm. then as you level that up it okay oh yeah you're right yeah. actually you're right so we it was the, it was before. just yeah it was just those abilities that kind of like benefited from that but otherwise it was more of a completionist thing and i think in five they put that completionist thing right up front and said hey you're going to be on this game for a while mm-hmm. because you need to fight a whole bunch of people to get the the ability points just to to master a job or even to master a piece of that job so you could so use much their abilities grinding. yeah so that you could use their abilities on another job which you still have to grind that job to have its abilities to possibly use another job. Well, I mean, some people, some people might say that that's not very good balancing then. If you're spending so much time grinding to get your character, but I mean like, but in its own way, remember what I was talking about before that force grind actually helps to overpower you in certain ways. Well, it also gives people the options too. like, they can try the zoom through without doing that. And it adds more challenge or they can grind, make it a little bit, easier i guess but it's that idea of it's not, a, it's not a bug it's a feature right which i'm not a big fan of i feel like you should be um you should you should know exactly what you're putting in there you should know exactly how it plays out and i don't know just leaving the, the whole idea of leaving it to the player to figure it out like no you spend enough time on a on a game you should be the one in charge you know mm-hmm. not the not the player unless the game itself is created to be modified by the player you know? right say for instance like a minecraft or or a no man's sky like you know, but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if they're created to be player narratives yeah player experience or yeah yes. well, narrative yes. experiences narrative too. experience sorry yeah. you're right and then but yeah and then you have something like this which definitely has a an ex a story it's very very plot driven and then I you guess. you put in a less than plot driven like battle mechanics. So, say for instance you're playing through Final Fantasy IV. You're playing through it. You're playing through it. It does have battle mechanics, but those battle mechanics don't take you away from the fact that you just kind of do that on your way through the story. Well, well, okay. So, what's the main focus of Final Fantasy IV? What what is your main driving force for four? Four is the story. Yeah, and four, then in five, you four, know, you're five like five is definitely gameplay, but the fact. Like I feel like the driving force of five is gameplay. That's oh, my yeah. opinion. Easily. Yes, but the other stuff is just kind of a bonus. But, yeah, the thing but, is, the story is huge. It's not a very small story. Right. That being said, putting it's just a, not such very... a huge story that gets overshadowed by its gameplay, um, and even not even not necessarily I just think it's all just aspects generic. of generic. That's that's the thing. Like it's. I mean, it did, it did some things that like. It kind of set sta- uh, it set yeah it set standards for f- future games. Well, sure, but I mean, Final Fantasy three basically had like the same story. You know, it's like true, and that's why I said it's like a bloated version. But you know, it is what it is. Um, Enhanced. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you remember? Uh, do you remember the dragon? 
the little wind dragon. And he goes, Yeah. Yeah. You remember how he couldn't fly over mountains? Because he's he's a weak little punk dragon. <laughs> I I just remember playing that and like, cool, I can fly now. I have a dragon. That's awesome. And then I remember but flying up to weak. a mountain and I'm like, what? It was a little weird. I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but it was a little weird. Yeah. So we're looking at some of these jobs here, right? Because the jobs are pretty much the main bit of gameplay in this uh, in this game. And I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, we had a freelancer in the last game. We're not worried about that one. We had well, the, the freelancer is a lot different in this one, though. So, well, so the freelancer is their personality. It's their thing. Right? Ah, it's different. So the freelance. So, so you don't. You don't. The benefits of the freelancer aren't really like you should finish the game as the freelancer because. Well, first of all, they have two open slots. They also have the best base stats of all the characters. They're still the default class, but okay. Yeah, but they're still the but they're the best class once it's leveled up, and all your other jobs are leveled up. You know what other class did that same thing? Uh, the Onion Knight in Final Fantasy III turned it, out to be the best class at I, level ninety-nine. Oh, well, I bet that's in the remake, though. I don't know. I, yes. It's not like I played the, through the original Final Fantasy two in Japanese and all that. Yeah. So I, I three, don't know. We're talking about three, but anyways. Or three. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Two <laughs> is the one we do not speak of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was real rough. Uh, so some of the. Uh, <laughs> that was real rough. So some of the the classes. Uh, so s- some of the physical oriented job classes that were gone from Final Fantasy three. Uh, mm-hmm. One was the warrior. Which, I mean, realistically, Warrior and Knight, it's kind of redundant. Warrior, well, there's a Warrior in Final Fantasy 3. Yeah. No, no, no. These are, these are, uh, these were in Final Fantasy 3, but weren't in Final Fantasy 5. Oh, okay. So, one was the Warrior, uh, one was the Viking, but realistically, I kind of think the Viking became the Berserker. Mm-hmm. And one was the Dark Knight is no longer in the game, which I think is... the Warrior, they just merged into the Knight. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure... You know, like where Dark Knight would would have gone, but also the the Black Belt was gone. But I mean, there's already a monk, and there's so monk, they probably yeah. think like, you know. Yeah, one of the things you notice is that they tried to get rid of the dual class thing, where like a white mage upgraded to mm-hmm. an even more white mage. Like, yeah, they're just they're <laughs> just yeah, they're just different types of classes, right? Um, which is what you want in a game with. Uh, like you don't want to have a white mage and a devout and then have to use one one class and the other class to get access to all the white magic. You right. want to be able to get it all from one class, and they give you that early on, kind of as your as your default class. Um, let's see, like well, right off the bat, don't they? They start you off with like a with a new class though, and that is the the blue mage. Yes. Which well, under the under, under the magic ones. Well, okay. So I'll just I'll just name all the phys- we'll start with the physical ones, and I'll mm-hmm. name all the new ones. Uh, the new ones are the berserker, mystic knight. But we already said berserker is not necessarily new. So we'll yeah, see. that's true. It's it's more of a just a different name. Uh, then there's the the mystic knight, the beast master, uh, the samurai. The mystic knight isn't necessarily new though. Didn't they have like a magic something, a magic knight? Uh, they on. had. Um, no, no, never mind. They, that Dark Knight was about as close as you got to a map. Yeah, pretty Knight. much. Never mind. Uh, then they asked, uh, added a samurai, a cannoneer, which is a weird name, a cannoneer. And then they one had, who cannons. 
Yeah, I guess so. And they added a, a gladiator. And then we'll kind of get we'll kind of get into those. I mean, so the ones that they kept were the the monk, ranger, knight, thief, dragoon, and ninja. And those are those are pretty much been a staple for the, the series since the first game. And mm -hmm. realistically, they're what they can do really hasn't changed at all. Right. Um, but getting to the samurai, um, well, I remember the samurai being well, it was probably one of my favorite ones. Just because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, the Samurais are so cool. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. But they, they kind of deal with uh, uh, high, they have a better high chance of striking critical blows. And then... Yeah, it's funny. When you make a game about classes, and the only reason why I mention this is because I'm currently working on a game with classes, right. you constantly try to find one thing that this class has that nobody else has. And I think that in three one of their biggest problems is that there were so many classes that did what other classes already did mm -hmm. um and so in five you can definitely tell by whenever they added that ability to move skills from right. one person to another so there's not like a, a job class that goes away it's they're just they're different yes everything yeah. is different and everybody has like that you can one thing that differentiates them from everybody else that nobody else has right like the critical rate is pretty much exclusive oh, or exclusive to a specific weapon to type the samurai and use. then the and then they have the ability to the evade physical attacks better yeah. and then uh berserker is pretty you know it's pretty self-explanatory they actually used axes just mm -hmm. like the Vikings did in the other game. Yep. Um, but this time they had, they wore animal skins. <laughs> okay. The Vikings had the horns or whatever. Okay. I can't remember. Um, so the, the mystic Knight, uh, they can, uh, you know, they can equip the, the, you know, um, stronger armor and swords and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they could also do certain, uh, black and white magic spells. Ooh. So almost I like an enhanced, uh, red mage. Which, by oh, the way, yeah, there is no red mage. There is a red mage, but the red mage has access oh, to right. a wide variety. Mm -hmm. But also gets access to uh, like dual cast or something, right? Yep, its final ability is dual cast. Well, in this game, so so the Mystic Knight, they had like a their their abilities are like magic sword. Mm -hmm. So and that would be like a elemental based sword attack. They might as well be doing magic. Yeah, yeah, they might as well just be doing magic. Um. What other class? Uh, so ones? another one is the the Beastmaster, and that one actually had, which which is kind of what Gao turned into in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, but they have the ability to capture monsters and then Gao release was, them. Might as well have been a blue mage too, though. Instead. Oh yeah, you're right. Kind of in that way. Uh, yeah. Because you have to fight certain monsters to get him certain abilities. You might as well have called him. A, well, the blue uh, mage is uh, usually ha based around like status status effects. I, I guess depends on what game we're talking about because blue that's mage, true you're right blue mage is usually i i thought w at one time was about um they were the only ones that could um like in final fantasy 7 it's the enemy skill materia mm -hmm. in final fantasy 8 it was quintus's ability to like eat parts monster parts or whatever not eat right, use right, right, monster right. parts to learn blue magic right um which blue magic is constantly considered the enemy's magic or the enemy's skills, usually. Yeah. I don't know if they no, really know. use that okay. otherwise. And then the Beastmasters, yeah, you can get like certain like abilities from the things that you capture or whatever, but it's probably pretty much the same thing. That, it's, that, it's almost that like class a, sucked though, because like I remember you had to get all the way. You had to get like critical. 
you have to get the health like super low. Mm-hmm. But I remember in Final Fantasy VI, like Gal, you have to take like half their power off. Or if you're if you're leveled up way higher than the creature, then you got a way better or easier percentage of being able to get it. Yeah. One of the things that if you notice what happened though is that they're like a physical base class, right? Whereas mm-hmm. you have the blue mage is definitely like a magic base base right. class. So it was kind of one of those things where like uh one of the things I'm noticing in designing my game is that sometimes sometimes classes become kind of stagnant. You think of like, oh, all healers are pretty mu- they have to be magic, right? You use magic to heal somebody. That the cure magic is the thing that heals people. You never really think about, oh, what if I had a class that could also hit people? And do physical damage, and their healing was based on their physical stats, like right. their attack or whatever, right? And that's what I kind of thought of, like the Beastmaster. Like you, you're getting more damage based on the fact that they're actually using, like hardcore weapons. Whereas the Blue Mage, it, it helps, but they're mainly still considered a magic based class, right? You know? Um, but yeah, definitely is definitely them showing off, like. Ooh, look what else we can do. Also, look at us integrating another battle system underneath the regular battle system with <laughs> the capture system. Because no, that makes even sense. when you capture things, you can only use the thing like they it's the original Pokemon. Yeah, the, no, it's not the original Pokemon. <laughs> um, I'm sure Pokemon was created before this game. Yeah, I think so too. I think. Um, I think so, but whatever. Um, I think once you capture them, let's see, you can only use them like one time for an, one ability or whatever. So it was definitely one of those things where it's like, it seems kind of gimmicky, but at the same time, starting off, it's giving you a mechanic that maybe might've been something that like if implemented differently, might've been more viable. You you were right. I just, I'm just uh, seeing now that some of these, there's four classes added to Final Fantasy V Advance, mm-hmm. which I've also read is the best way to play Final Fantasy V. So have I, but I am playing it currently on Steam. Well, they probably have they probably have the same classes. Uh, yes, so one of one of the physical ones, I guess you call it a physical one, was the was the cannoneer, mm-hmm. which is just such a weird name. Like it's it, a, you basically, it's it's a ranger guns. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah gun based ranger, but yeah. I don't. They could call it gunslinger. There's a possibility they probably didn't. Maybe they didn't have access to that, or it doesn't translate as such. Also, oh, that's true. if you look at the character models, they look like uh, like captains Pirates. or whatever. Uh, okay. So they, it stands to reason that that would be better. And then uh, another one was the gladiator, which is just it's like a speedy physical attacker, mm-hmm. and one of their uh, like main abilities is one where like it has a low percentage chance of attacking, but then if you do hit it connects for like substantial amount yep which kind of like death blow yeah which seems like a that's not really my favorite type of character that I, I like i don't know <laughs> i like to hit them every time i'd rather like make sure that i'm hitting them every time right and, and it yeah. looks like it went through redesigns too because in the gba remake they wear heavy armor and then whenever it was redesigned for the mobile they wear light in that mobile version went over to pc so, because I guess they were trying to be like, oh, it's a gladiator. So then they should be wearing technically like a light armor because they need to be right. more mobile in the in the arena. It's funny because I think about these things when I'm designing classes as well. Like, I'm oh, like, like what they look like and everything. Yeah. So yeah. like, oh, if they look like this, then maybe they should be wearing like light, light armor. If they look like this, then like, oh, if it's a caster, why would why would you put them in heavy armor? Unless, of course, this is like a special kind of class that you're designing to do that or 
again, right. one of the things I'm noticing in all of these class designs, especially just the physical ones right off the bat, is that they sacrifice one thing to give them another, whether it be speed mm-hmm. or lack of magic defense for enhanced defense or maybe right. even a little bit less defense for a really uh, like a heavy HP pool or something like that. Which is why it rewards you for experimenting with different classes and giving you the ability to add other classes' abilities to another class. It's re- I'm sure that's rewarding for some people. I do. I would like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the experimenting is fun. I, you know what? Never mind. I lied. I li- you the like thing it. is, I like inventory management. I like party management, yeah, stuff like that. It's basically I like some- not, it's impossible not to like it because it's rewarding. Yeah, you're it like, does, oh, I just leveled this up. Them. Oh, cool! I can add these together. That's I pretty. I pretty neat. much convinced myself. I can experiment. That I was to you yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, let's take a quick little break before we go to magic-oriented jobs. Sure, I guess. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> Gosh. Don't he's ask me to sing. Me, he's probably going to want me to take that out, but I'm not going to. I know you're not going to take that. I don't care anymore. You shouldn't. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to be talking about magic classes. One of the things we noticed in the break is that a lot of these things, and I think we're going to constantly say this until we get to the modern Final Fantasy, is a lot of these things were like taken apart and then mm-hmm. just used for other purposes. I yeah, guess. they they like re- kind of rearranged them. Yeah. Um, so let's just start with uh, what stayed from Final Fantasy 3 and that was uh the white mage, black mage, red mage which is just the staple of Final Fantasy games from the original. Mm-hmm. Uh the geomancer stuck around uh, and if you'll remember those are the one that kind of uses it, its environment to attack. Uh there's the most useless class possible, the bard. Uh and then there's the whoa, summoner. Whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Actually, I think there's an enemy you have to be the bard to beat. Yeah, they have your whole party be a bard in this game, if I remember right. But why do you think it's the worst class? It's just I don't know. I, I mean, your ability is the hide. No, oh, but man. if you're hiding, you're out of the battle. You can't do anything. I know because then they jump back in and they do the things and they sing. And everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" There's only one battle in that game that's it. You need it. I think it's. I think no matter what, this character, like no matter how high a level. It like strikes you for such high damage that you have to hide during the during its attack. It's like a it's like a mini boss or side boss side quest. A hide boss. Yes. Okay. Uh, so some of the some of the classes that are gone is the scholar, which the scholar kind of actually I suppose went over to the uh, what was it called the mystic knight, but instead of using books, they used the sword, the channel, the elemental attack. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And then uh, there was the evoker. Do you remember what the Evoker was? The Evoker might as well have just been an Enhanced Summoner. No, it's the De-Enhanced Summoner. Sure. It was a really pointless class. But they were really, I, they, I guess they were really into that whole like powering up classes like in the original. Because they also had the Devout, which was the Enhanced White Mage. And they had the Magus, which was the Enhanced Black Mage. Right. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like They decided to forego the enhancing of previous classes right. um, as you get further in the game. And they said, oh... People want more choices. Let's give them different classes right, as right. we go far. Well, then they had the Sage, which was just like everything all together. Yeah. And it, it kind of invalidated your journey through other classes. And right. Oh, that's true. In 5, you just kind of like, oh, sweet. I got new things to play with. 
but they're not going to mess with other things because the, I've been playing with these other things. Say, for instance, oh, I got all these jobs from the wind crystal. Right. I've been leveling up these four jobs. You're right. It, and now I can just take that, put it onto the new class. It is more rewarding. Up. You're right. Uh, so some of the new ones that are came in were the uh, the blue mage, time mage, mime, dancer, and chemist. Oh, well, you know, I can just... Skip through them like that. No, we're gonna go back to them. Okay. Uh, and then two of the bonus ones for the Final Fantasy V Advance was the Necromancer and Oracle. And we'll start off with the Time Mage. Why which do we start with the Time? Why don't we start with the first one you said, which is the blue one? Well, because on my other list, it's it's farther. Okay, we can start with it. Ha ha ha! <laughs> I win. So the Blue Mage is an iconic one because, as we said before, with the bo- the Beastmaster, the Blue Mage established. Um, instead of having to capture a monster to get its ability or to be able to use its ability for whatever one-time use, right? the blue mage actually pretty much has a pool that's waiting to be filled with monster skills. The only caveat to like learning these things is you have to be hit by that specific skill. Um, what we were talking about... But don't you have to hit... Don't you have to be, already be... Um, you have to actually do the command learn and you have to like wait for it to hit you. No, I don't think so. You just um I think you learn an ability that's called a passive ability called learning. But it has to hit them. It has to hit the specific person that has that ability on them. Yes, but they don't have to be like currently in the learning stance or okay. anything like that. They just have to be oh, hit by. So it was like a passive skill? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So it was just so I, I was suggesting earlier that you would just create a party of blue mages if you need to, like if you're doing a, a run to go get all your enemy skills. You just but it costs right. So it costs AP to learn the abilities. Yeah. No, you just learn them when you get hit with them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. It costs you like MP to use those abilities once they're in that pool of abilities. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so they're. They're technically magic. Okay. That's why it's called blue magic. But it's blue. I don't know what the reasoning for the color is. But yeah, pretty much they sit there and they act as um, lightning rods for enemy skills. And if you just happen to be lucky enough for an enemy to use, say, for instance, Goblin Punch on your blue mage, you learn the ability Goblin Punch. Now, mind you, blue mages don't learn every ability. Right. They just learn specific ones that are meant to be learned. Right. Um, I believe... Um, I keep on thinking of Final Fantasy VII because they have a, a materia called an enemy skill. Mm-hmm. It works the same way. If it's yeah, equipped, the same thing. If it's equipped, the person, if they're hit with, I don't know, Aqualung, um, then they, they learn Aqualung, which is just a a, a stronger water attack that hits Aqua. everybody. Right. Um, yeah. So same thing kind of goes with uh, with the Blue Mage. They, as long as they're there, they have the learning ability, uh, passive, active, then they can they once they're hit they learn the new abilities. So if I'm right, uh, please email at us us at oh I don't know what's her I don't even know what her email is mvgpodcast at gmail dot com. Okay, what do, what would you be right about? That it's not passive passive and you have to select the command to learn each turn. And if Will's right, don't bother emailing. Level up abilities. <laughs> Level one ability. Check or observe. This checks the enemy's HP. It's kind of a scan ability. Yeah, yeah, Took yeah. that from the scholar, right? Mm-hmm. So you no longer have the access to Libra, I don't think, in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, level two ability. Learning or learning 
or learning. These are all the different names they've used in all the versions of the game. (laughs) The AP that is required to learn the learning passive, because that's what type of Mm -hmm. command it is, is 20. I don't remember what AP is. (laughs) AP is something you earn every time you kill a monster. And that's how you you like you oh. buy your commands with that. Okay, but I believe or earn them or like you earn level the them commands. Up. Okay, yeah. so um, AP so is like instead of XP, AP it's is AP the job. for job abilities. It's XP and... for for experience, and I think it might be JP for job experience or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't really pay attention. But it is a passive. Um, whereas check is a command. Blue okay, magic okay. is a command. Fine, fine, fine. Scan is a command. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So uh, let's just move on from Blue Mage. I'm over it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so let's now we're going to Time Mage. Time Mage. So the Time Mage is basically exclusively revolves around enhancing your own party and Buffs. de-enhancing yeah. the enemy party. Buffing and, and debuffing. Yeah. I don't really... I never tried debuffing enemies. I always think it's stupid, but only reason I used ever used the time mage haste was for haste. Yeah, so I pretty much just uh, as soon as I was able to get haste, I, I got enough levels to get haste. I was like, okay, I'll switch over to a different class and attach the time mage to someone else. I think time mages are definitely for people who are the, who enjoy the strategic battles or like the strategic aspect of planning out people's attacks so if you think of um think about like oh you bring down their defense right with your ability then you would think that that would allow you like okay you bring it out defense and that means somebody's going to focus on something right or you slow the enemy down because you want them you want to be able to attack them later right or you want to be able to attack more often um or you speed yourself up so you can attack more often and maybe you slow them down and speed yourself up and then you can attack even more often right Mm mm-hmm but then, um, not only do they deal with just the time thing, but they also deal, like what you said, with just debuffing. So whether that's something like muting them or casting float on your parties so they don't get hit by, like, earthquakes. Um, they Even more slow. They have old. I've never heard of the old status effect. <laughs> what? Oh, that uh, it takes your stats down. Okay. Your base stats, it decreases your base stats. Oh, that's pretty cool. I did remember it. Um, and then... Like in their level six is when they get meteor, which is still a random damage, but they also get banished. Oh, meteor? Which, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so they're they also like get the ability banish, which is like an insta kill, but it's a low chance. Well, I mean, it's like a it's a reason to keep on leveling up because right. you know we want that spell. Sure. Hmm. Um, and I I remember banish um, mainly because I actually remember from um, Final Fantasy six. No, it's from Dungeons and Dragons. So oh. I don't remember it. It's a touch command, I believe. So you have to be within arm's reach of somebody. And if you touch them you, and you cast like like Ethereal Banish or something like that. I don't remember the exact name of it in D&D. But I do know Banish is part of the name. But it like pushes them to another dimension and takes them out of the battle. And they have to make like constitution checks or something like that to actually get out of the banishment. It's like this weird thing where they're there but not there. They can't interact with that plane of being. Um, being. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I always think of Banish that way. But this Banish, because Final Fantasy did not have another plane to put their monsters on or whatever. They just said, right. they just said you're gone. We out. <laughs> you gone. You gone. All right. So moving on, we're going to go to the Chemist, which actually, I really like the concept of the Chemist. So Do the you, ki- think you consider the Chemist a magic user? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have. I, 
Well, it's not. It's kind of in its own category, really. But it's along the lines of magic users. I consider the chemist to be something along the a lines class of, like of its a, own. No, like a, a physical healer kind of thing. Remember, because I was saying there's magic healers, there's physical mm-hmm. healers. Chemists, I think, would be some because they use pharmacology. They use mix and things like that. So technically, they're using physical items as well, opposed of mana based items. Fair enough. Well, okay. Describe what a, the chemist does. Also, their magic ability, their stat is literally negative magic. So, <laughs> okay. Um, but what does a chemist do? Yeah, they put together certain items. Say, for instance, like you put together two potions, like get a high potion or whatever, right? And you can make items on the fly. Right. I do believe they have a randomness to some of their abilities as well, though. Um, but they also, I think they have, let's see, drink, let's uh, chemist drink one of the following potions. Uh, looks like a couple buffs there. What a great last skill. What is their final skill? The revive. The revive. Yeah. If everyone's dead and you have your chemist. It's kind of like a you can Phoenix, revive more. Phoenix option. A Phoenix all. I don't know. Um, cast raise mega, on the mega entire Phoenix. party. No yeah. MP. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's legit. Yeah, but it takes a lot of AP to learn it, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like this skill because <laughs> I already told you before, I always hoard all my items and yeah. I always have a, a crap ton. But it, like with this, it kind of forces you to, it doesn't really force you, but I mean, it gives you reason to use use this whole huge inventory of items. Right. I like it. That is pretty cool, though. Um, It's almost like, a, uh, I guess, f- further on, they don't typically use that mix command as often. But I do remember Riku in Final Fantasy X had that mix ability for her, like, limit break or her, her whatever ability. I can't wait to play that game again because I don't remember it at all. Uh, I just remember the underwater scene. The bits where you could, like, if you were underwater, like, they kept with the story and only um, Titus, Titus... Uh, you, Riku and Waka were the only people you could ever use underwater. No, 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 they were no, the only no. ones who could swim. Tita, no, I'm talking about the cutscene. That was like 20 minute cutscene of Titus and crap. What's her name? Riku. No, the girl, the main girl. Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. Yuna. Yuna. Yeah, where they're like underwater, like swimming for like 20 minutes, and then they, they make out under under the sea. Yuna and, and Titus never swim anywhere. I swear, there's a scene. No. The CGI scene. No, they're literally on top of the water. This one this is when they did de- this is when they destroy that big globe of water or whatever uh-huh. and that's where he finds like a sphere that tells him about his dad a little bit and how his dad interacted. But we will get to that when we yeah, get to we Final will. Fantasy Ten. How do you not Whatever. <laughs> whatever. And they're not underwater. They're definitely above water. I think they're, they're above. I think they're underwater. I'm gonna watch this cutscene during a uh, during a break. Yeah. All right, so Let's moving get to on. These other classes, weirdo. <laughs> so one of them was the uh, was the the dancer, which um, did you even mention dancer when you were mentioning magic classes? Yeah, again? I said mime and dancer and chemist. If I look at their stats, and this is another negative magic stat, it is another negative magic. What are you doing here, man? These are not even. Well, that means that there's barely any magic classes. Yeah, I, I think of them as I don't know. I think of them as as that. I mean, they're not magic. They're they're they're. What are they, they do heal well just, just like they're just like the geomancer but this because they do healing doesn't necessarily mean that they're magic and that's what i was talking about well i guess the, no, the geomancer seems more magical it is magical because they actually use magic hey look a plus 24 as opposed to the dancer who's a negative five <laughs> 
Well, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we'll just talk it's, about the It's incident. funny that one of the dances that the dancer can do can cause death on the enemy. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it's so bad. Either that or they, <laughs> they like twerk in their face and they're like, oh, I can't handle it. So much. Twerking? Twerking. Twerkage? Twerk. Ah, that's the word. Let's go with twerkage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is really weird. Um, it's called what is the dance called? We got I don't tempting know. tango, which is charm, mystery waltz, which is MP. We got jitterbug duet, which absorbs HP, and then sword dance does a physical attack at quadruple power. Does it cost Whoa! MP to do a dance? It doesn't cost anything to do a dance. Damn I don't it. think. Okay, so maybe it's not a... F- okay, whatever. So, I, you know, actually... So, the interesting thing about this is it's almost <laughs> like they've added another type of class. There's physical attack, magic attack, and... There's the ones that are using... Other. Yeah, they're using background resources, if you will. Right. Um, um, in modern games, they would refer to it as, like, TP or something like that, which is technical points yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, they're um, technical jobs. That works. You know what? We'll go with that. Yeah, I like that. Um, if they're not magical and they're not technically physical, they would be, we'll call them a technical job. And then another one is the mime, which is really self-explanatory. But please explain it. Okay. So pretty much whatever... <laughs> <laughs> well, since you pulled my leg. Okay. <laughs> whatever attack or ability came before, mm-hmm. uh, w- the mime will do the exact same thing. Not not like the the enemy's attack, but mm-hmm. like your party. Yeah, if a black mage casts fire, then you do mime. You do mimic. It casts mime as well. Holy crap! So you get the mime, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it takes nine hundred ninety nine AP just to learn that ability. So no, you can no, put no, it no, on no. Somebody else. I think. Yeah, I think it's so that you can. Yeah, equip it on another class. Mm-hmm. But I think you otherwise can use okay. it as soon as you get it. Fair enough. But you have to be the mime. The thing is, the mime does not have any, like... Oh, there's know. nothing in between. Yeah. All yeah. it does is mimic. Mm-hmm. That is it. And actually, the, the creature that you fight, the get it, I believe, is called Go-Go. Hey, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah another yeah. special side thing. Um, uh. And another... <laughs> so, the two enhanced... Or, sorry. The Final Fantasy V advanced classes... The Oracle and the Necromancer? Yeah, the Oracle and Necromancer. Um, what does sorry. the Oracle do? I really don't know. Because uh, I never played with them. So, see, the Oracle gets Condemn, which, uh, let's see, sent as a target to different spells. Um, let's see, foretell cataclysms. Gain, let's see, gain one and a half times ABP per battle. I don't know what these are at all this is weird yeah Wait this ahead. is a really weird uh character yeah okay let me so so basically the oracle can predict future attacks oh, and so they'll have like they'll, they'll be like yeah they'll be like a countdown before a particular account or attack happens hmm. which is strongest mage job in the remakes boasting the highest magic power but it requires a secondary command to even just reliably damage enemies. Wow. Because predict and condemn are both rando abilities. They don't actually have like any defined whatever. It's like a like a roulette kind of thing every time you use those abilities. I mean, it kind of seems like I probably wouldn't use this one. It seems I mean, obviously the so the its last ability, the the read ahead 
-hmm. makes it so you can easily evade enemies. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's useful. Yeah. Also, there's an achievement that if you master um, Oracle on all four of your people, you get Prediction Machine, which is funny because when I think of the Oracle, I think of um, what we had talked about in the time travel episode. There was the Omen Machine, oh, yeah. which yeah. literally told of the future because of its connections to time. Anyways, I think that this is one of those ability or one of those classes that kind of they're kind of reminiscent of a class in Final Fantasy fourteen and also a class that I'm currently designing um, or already designed in my game. But like 14, there's the Astrologian, which is a healer, but actually has random cards that they pull that gives random buffs. Or like you can, depending on the card you get, you can give buffs to certain people. So they kind of act in that way. And then I think later on in the levels, you get enhanced versions of those, or you can like convert them to certain thing and i think eventually they kind of go off into kind of the the tarot card realm or whatever mm-hmm. and use those as like the basis for how the attacks are calculated and i've just created a character who just tries to summon something and when it summons you get one of three things um the only problem with random type characters or roulette type characters is, is that they're that, annoying well it's well because at, at some point you the way to balance them or the only true way to balance them is to make it so every thing that you could possibly get is at least decent right and that when you get the good things then they're they don't yeah they're not so good that it makes it to where like it's overpowered yeah and but the thing is you kind of want it to be because you want to be rewarded but at the same time like it it's that weird thing that balancing random is impossible. Mm-hmm. You can only say that. Oh, maybe I could say one percent chance you do fifty times as much damage as you usually do. Right? That's cool and everything, but then that would mean that somebody would probably just try to max out that job or whatever and just leave that as their main thing because they're just going right. to rely on yeah the, the unpredictable chance of doing that. Well, well just like the uh, just like the the summon and. Uh, in Final Fantasy IV, I don't know, the the summoners, the queen of the summoners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the three heads and the and the the blue faced one attacks, and then I don't remember what the other ones do. And the other one heals, but the only one I really cared about was the healing one because it heals all your party members. Right. But so, the attack was always weak, and you're like, oh crap. So the thing about these, like the random abilities on on the on the oracle, is that you either have, oh look, let me restore some HP. Right. Or, oh, look, let me heal uh, a, a random effect. Or do I cast ran- or do I cast fire damage, ice damage, thunder damage? Do I cast frog? Do I cast doom? Do I cast stop? Like, that to me is like, yikes. Like, yeah, really that's did- too many. Yeah. it's The variation's too high. So whenever I design mine, it only has three. All of them do damage. All of them do damage to everybody. One of them casts the, maybe a, a damage over time. The other does a little bit more damage, and I think the other one damages them and heals the party. So at that, so at that, you know that you're always going to do damage, but you may get some more on top of it, that kind right. of thing. And I think that's kind of what makes this less like uh, appealing. Again, random attacks aren't typically like the yeah. biggest, the biggest draw for. For, for sure. well, like I said, like whenever I'm attacking, I like a sure thing. I like to know exactly what's going to happen. Turn economics. We were talking about yep. that before. And then the last class from the the, the bonus class was the uh, the Voldemort class. Uh, does this class have a nose? 
Is that what we're talking about? No, it's the necromancer, but do you use the dark hearts? Of course you do. Yeah. They so, might as well be a black mage with just reskinned attacks. That's oh no, it it's, it's like. so it's more like the blue mage. So except for so you get the you have the ability to call undead mo- monsters into battle, mm-hmm. but you can also you you can also uh, if the monster if other monsters attack you mm-hmm. and they have a certain type of skill, you can use that skill. So probably all the all the skills that the blue mage you can get for the blue mage, they're probably like, well, let's have another class where you can get them, and we'll we'll make it the necromancer. Oh, that's nifty. Yeah, I didn't even see that. That's pretty awesome. I like that. I like that. And there you go. There's all the classes, and that probably means we should take Wait, all of the classes. We just talked about every single one of them. Well, we didn't go over the ones that basically we already talked about in Final Fantasy Three. Oh. There's not, there's, I mean, they're really similar to they really are. their other counterparts. Well, I know we're probably going to take a break. I think we are. So what do we want to talk about next? Uh, we're going to talk about the grand, huge story that is Final Fantasy V. <laughs> the system is down. What is that from? Homestar Runner. Anyway, what's a throwback? It is throwback. Just Uh, like this story. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Segway. So, so, we dropped that a couple episodes ago. uh, Yeah. Yes. Uh, So, let's just talk about this cool story. Okay. So, I'm going to sum it up. First of all, do you actually like this story? No. Yeah, it's fine. So before you tell the story, okay, tell so me why you don't like it. <sighs> or tell me why you don't like it as much as you don't like, or as much as other stories. Well, it's not a very character-driven story. Okay. So there's no character drama, which I like character drama. Okay. It's pretty much just plot point to plot point to plot point to plot point. That's there, a lot of plot some... points, which sounds good to me, but okay, continue. <laughs> What? That made no sense. What do you mean? There's a lot of plot points. Those are, that's good, right? Oh, that's good. But, I mean, if they're just generic, like, you know, hey, there's a bad guy. Oh, he's doing bad things. Oh, let's go take him down. Don't bad guys do bad oh, things? Oh, crap. And don't there's another bad stopped? guy. Yeah. Sounds like such... I don't know. I just feel like you're complaining into the void, but whatever. Okay. I'm just playing. I'm totally playing. I actually understand where you're coming let's, from. Let's add a little... Okay, that's fine, though, because I'm still going to add a little bit of depth to it. Okay. Um, this... I mean, I did play this game after... So, I had already played Final Fantasy IV. I'd already, obviously. I'd already played Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. I'd already probably already played Final Fantasy VII. And probably already played Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. And then you go back to Final Fantasy V's story, which is more reminiscent of the Nintendo-era stories of Final Fantasy games. Right. And so, my expectations of a Final Fantasy game story are already a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't dislike it. So there is that as well. So it's just it not memorable, right? It wasn't your favorite, mm-hmm. but it wasn't not good. Yeah, as I said, it's an enhanced version of Final Fantasy three. Yikes! <laughs> okay, so so, let's so talk basically, about story. so. So they they went back. I mean, they really went back to the well for the whole story, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the prosperity of the world is because of the crystals. But um, 
these crystals are are keeping the 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 big bad at bay, or actually it's sealed the big bad. Mm-hmm. And then, oh no, the crystals have shattered. Oh no, the big bad guy is here to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I do as a as a quick summary. Yes, that's very much it. Mm-hmm. I think that this story actually tried to build upon Final Fantasy IV's um, integration of the world into its story. Because if you think about Final Fantasy IV, it was definitely about characters, but also four didn't necessarily build up the world you know and so in this in this iteration they looked at we need a more vibrant world which means we need to add more tribes we need to add more mm. subsects of people we need to add more personality to each of the locations to the npcs do. yes right. that's the huge difference so the main focus even though this stuff all these events in four were happening around mm-hmm. them the still the main story was around their struggles Right, but for this one, it's more so about the struggles of the people around the party. Right, so pretty much you're all in 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 that way. It is generic. You're but going I don't around know those every, other people. So right, I don't, I don't care about them. That's fine. <laughs> um, sounds like you might have some things you need to deal with. <laughs> um, but I'm also kind of the same way, so it is what it is. Um, anyway, so this story kind of focuses around like a group of people. Yes. Fighting, but at, fighting, fighting a greater battle for the world. A big, ugly tree. Mm, might as well be. Unless it's in Kurt Russell form. Ego. Guardians. Yeah. Yes. Um, Ego's from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think everyone got it. Maybe. There's still some people that are out there in the dark. That's okay. They'll come to the light soon enough. <laughs> it, okay, so... Yeah, so I would say that they built the world, they built the characters, but they, instead of doing the building of the characters throughout the whole story, it seemed like they did like building of characters at beginning, middle, of end of their their role in the story. Right. So, so when you first introduce the first characters, you are, you already know, oh, this person's the carefree person. This one's kind of like um, they think uh, they this they, one's they really, hold everything in. Yeah, this one's really guarded. Right, and then this one is um, oh, this one's kind of aloof, you know. And he, we, we occasionally get things from oh, it looks like this guy's got amnesia, and oh, oh this, this like, person's hiding their identity. This was like this dude's like the the pervy old old. I don't remember if he was a pervy, pervy old, old sage in Naruto. Yeah, I think he was at some point. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I know like I, he's pervy, but I don't. Oh, he is pervy. Yeah. Because he's, he's like, there's no way that a dude can look as attractive as you. And that's when he's uh, talking to Ferris. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to reveal something that's like happens really early on in the story. One of the main characters' name is Ferris. This and is no secret at this point. It's a secret to somebody. Okay. That's posing as a dude because she is on a pirate ship and she's a captain of this pirate ship and she thinks that people won't respect her as a woman or that she wouldn't be safe as a woman so she poses as a dude but somehow she still has sway over all these men and i've never heard this story before really no, i'm just kidding oh. I'm anyways, oh yeah anyways she does all that and then part of the story you guys have to dive underwater and you get back out of the water and then suddenly you're like huh that's <laughs> you're not a dude <laughs> um and then she goes i am a lady anyways it's a whole thing 
the thing is is funny like if you look it, at her does it happen like that is it all in like all caps and then she like does the Final Fantasy 4 dancer twirl not really it's a little bit more tame than that but Probably way more fun it would have been but well this one okay so there is something about this game it did have a little bit more like quirky humorous moments and that's Which attributed to the sprites <laughs> and and adding more sprite emotion also because um what's his face uh katase mm-hmm. jumped on and he added a lot of the humor to it well i didn't know that part yeah it's fun though I, I the thing the thing about it is you think about these large products or projects. Yeah, somebody could write the main story, but no matter what happens with these projects, there will always be other people who are writing scenarios, who are writing um, different character like voices, if you will, yeah. and voices in Texas, like like when you're writing a game that has no actual like voice dialogue, it's pretty much like so. It might not be easy for, say, for instance, me to write from the dif- from the perspective of a woman. Mm-hmm. So maybe you, they bring in a woman writer, and that person actually might contribute or advise on certain roles. And if you think about it, most of these big stories, they usually have a lead writer, right. and then there's a whole bunch of other scenario I mean, writers if, and whatnot. If you're like Sekiguchi, and you have no humor at all... Then you, you write Final Fantasy IV. Oh, just kidding. Uh, Final Fantasy Four is really funny. Is there humor in that one? Yeah, there is. Oh, I guess there's Edge. Edge is kind of the humorous character. Sure. Yeah. Yang is more humorous to me. You think so? Yang, maybe even Edward, and <laughs> Edward and like just and and Palimporum. Oh, okay. Or I, for, I forgot about them. Okay. And even the sage. Uh, what's his face? Tella. Tella. He's humorous too. There's a lot of humor in that game. I was just. Hmm. There's a lot of humor in that game. There's a I lot of humor. In th- there's not a lot of humor in three. Two is a very serious story. Yes. One is not a story. It's a scenario. Link rests here. Sure. Isn't that one of the tombstones there? I think so. No, yeah. I think that's in three though. I think it's in one. It could be in one. I, I don't, don't know. Okay, so we start off the story. We're in a place. Somebody has amnesia. Pretty much, like the biggest, the, uh, I guess it's it's actually pretty easy to summarize the story. Yeah, even the characters, the crystals are, kinda... are yeah, the crystals are corrupted. They start breaking, and you find out that in them breaking, they unseal the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also find out that the big bad is like his influence has been seeping out and influencing other people to also destroy right. other things. And which I and, did like that part, right? And then also, but in, it's been used in Final Fantasy IV. Okay, sure. Um, and then at that point, he escapes into the void. And then you find out, oh, there's another world, like mm-hmm. layered on top of our world, right? That was the cool part, actually. That's when I thought, I was like, oh, wow, this like, came out of nowhere. I was surprised and delighted. Right. The thing about this story, though, is I believe they dealt with multiple worlds, and then I think the worlds combined at one point. And mm-hmm. they did this nice thing with uh with uh, with one of the characters arcs uh where they killed a character off and in turn substituted that character in for another character where you never quite lost your progress with the character because they inherited everything from the last character. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember watching some it was like a Final Fantasy recap parody video and mm-hmm. it was it was like it was like, Oh no, you just died. 
Let's find though all of your equipment and armor exactly fits this other character. Even though she's a little girl yeah. and you're an old man. Yeah. Spoiler. Magic. Actually, <laughs> not so much spoiler, even if it is. Like, it's still kind of like, oh, who's it's, this person? Who's yeah, this it's per- it's just, there's... I mean, the story is, like I said, it's not epic. So, it's, yeah. I mean, you're, you're coming to this game to play for the gameplay. You're not for coming the classes, for the game. Yeah. yeah. But they do introduce some things um, in terms of, like, the multidimensional travel. Mm-hmm. And um, they introduce, I believe, also the submarine. I think that was in part three, too. It was in part three. They expand further on the submarine. <laughs> um, well, because, uh, yeah, I think in part two, it's just a small area that you can do it in. But then... Part, in, part three. Part three, sorry. Yeah. yeah I did it, it might be part two also. I can't remember now. I don't remember anything in two. I'm sorry. I don't remember anything it's in two already. Um, but in five, pretty much anything, there's an ocean. You can go anywhere. It's right. kind of like it explores like the topography of whatever's underneath the ocean. Oh, I remember this. Underneath the ocean... Uh, the the square soft symbols underneath the ocean. Mm-hmm. That is five, right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, uh, which is funny because I think about the under ocean world, and then technically four did the underground world, which is mm-hmm. kind of their almost their like mini other world. Right. Um, and then okay, so now we've got all these worlds, right? Mm-hmm. We've got all these ways of exploration, and then you kill the big bad. But you don't. Um, so what? everybody thinks the big They've bad. They've never done that dead. before. Hmm? They've never done that before. This might is this the first time? No, they've done it in like almost mm, not every game, but one didn't do it. Final Fantasy three. Oh, did one it. started it. Never mind. Well, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, you're right. Technically, yeah. Final Fantasy two didn't. I don't think did Final it. Fantasy three did it for sure. Which with with who? There was a uh, like the. Not the Dark Knight. It was the main bad guy, but then it was actually the the Cloud of Darkness, the whole time. Yeah, but that that's different though, because you didn't fight <laughs> several iterations of the Dark Cloud. You only mm-hmm. ever fought it once, and it was at the very end. And then everything else leading up to it was just mini boss after mini boss after mini boss. Hmm. Okay. I think this is the first time the actual main bad guy. Actually, never mind. Golbez in four. Didn't he die once too? Kinda. He turned into an arm and then he came back as a person again. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> the main ba- the main boss dies, you make it seem like everything's kind of fine, you're fixing things up, right? And then suddenly the main big bad comes like makes himself out of a thorn in somebody's hand and then yes. suddenly he boom i'm bigger and better than ever and <laughs> i'm gonna escape to my dimension and you're gonna follow me because you want to kill me and then you do and then something that Final fantasy 5 also did was depending on the people that survived this whole ordeal mm-hmm. there's a slightly different ending or whatever and then you have to go to the world tree and then you can find those people again i believe it was it wasn't. I thought it was like a nice little like touch, like kind of in like the variable ending kind of thing, but not quite since it seems like you kind of just nullify. I so that. don't remember that. I don't remember it at all. I read about it oh. because I have not completed that game. Oh, you, oh, you haven't? No, no. I've, only, I've only played it. My brother actually beat that game. Um, I, think I, because I beat he it. Had, he because he had beat it. I decided yeah. there was no need. I beat to. it, but I beat it a long time ago. I mean, I played it, but how long ago would you say you beat it? 
I'm trying to date your age because I beat it in 98 okay. when I was like three years old. <laughs> okay. I, I don't believe that, but okay. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's the story. I don't know. Like, no, I don't, not much. No, yeah. None of the characters are really memorable. Um, I mean like the butts. main characters. Yeah. Come butts. On. There's butts. <laughs> it's not memorable. So let's just let's just move on from the story. Let's be real. You're so mean, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Um, so some of the first for the series. Uh, this is the first one of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's the first one of Gilgamesh, and uh, he he kind of becomes a recurring uh, boss throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So do you do you remember what Gilgamesh like? What his story in the Final Fantasy games typically is. Um, it's kind of usually always searching for Masamune. Like usually Gilgamesh is trying to find the one sword to complete his collection or whatever, which is funny because the Arabic like legend that it's based off of mm-hmm. is uh, like a man who had everything and all knowledge, not all knowledge necessarily, but was like quite gifted mm-hmm. as well. It was yeah, like, he's a ruler. He was like, he was like one of the first people to, well, he, he had, he had his own city. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he was trying to teach that one guy. I can't remember his name. Shoot, uh, I can't remember his name. But he was the other guy was part of, in the wild, and he's like, "Yeah, come on in, and I'll teach you all about the the good ways and everything." Yeah, but I wish. I but he also had many things. That was like his. Yeah, uh, I wish I could remember that. Which full is funny because Final Fantasy does this to a lot of mythology. They hone in on one specific thing they liked about a mythology, and then be like. We're going to make that their whole character arc. Think about something like a Shiva, where Shiva is depicted in the Hindu religion um, as many things. But the one thing we hone in on, oh, Shiva is is aspected towards uh, to, or is associated with water or something like that, right? Right. And then, and then Square goes, you know what? We're going to make her the ice summon for everything. That's all. The Leviathan is depicted as a a um, in some mythologies it's depicted as a giant lizard or a, a, just a giant creature in general, whereas other ones it's depicted as a giant lizard or creature in water. And then of course Final Fantasy picked that up and said it is now a giant water creature that does water damage. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. things like that, which is kind of funny because that they would take Gilgamesh turn him into what it is and now that depiction of gilgamesh spreads throughout like a lot of other jrpgs oh yeah yeah and they they like the idea of a multi-armed swordsman who is constantly in search of the legendary blades or whatever well well, in this one it was it was more so like i mean he was an opponent but he was he he because of their battle prowess of the four warriors of light he's like oh you gained my respect Mm-hmm. So there was because he's one of X deaths, X deaths like yeah, it's a, it's a little different in this one, but you're right. Uh, in the other ones, he's well, he's searching, he's always searching for something or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether it be the greatest battle or again, like yeah, the yeah, yeah, blade or, or like if you had like you can only encounter him if you go through this side quest and then obtain the blade and then he fights you for it, right? That kind of thing. Which I again, I'm I like recurring things like that, like not necessarily gags, but like all like a kind of a, a through line to Final Fantasies, whether it be something like the Crystals or the Chocobos the Mo- or the Moogles, then, like, I mean, now, now Gilgamesh, because he becomes like a staple throughout all the games after that, whether it be uh, like a reference to Gilgamesh or it be 
like a reference to Masamune, which is another legend altogether, but in the Final Fantasies, it always seems like Gilgamesh either has Masamune or I like how he's we, looking for. I like how we always call these names different. So it's always been Masamune to me, and it's probably not even how it's spelled, but it's just always Masamune. my head. Masamune. It's just the, those are the syllables. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That in, in, well, I didn't, I didn't know Katakana or whatever back then, so gotcha. it was Mune, you know, so Masamune. Have you watched any animes? I watched some anime. They, if you hear it in anime, it's Masamune. Well, whatever. So that character I was talking about for Gilgamesh, <laughs> and whatever. like the, the real uh, history of Gilgamesh or mythology of Gilgamesh, mm-hmm. his name is uh, Enkindu. Okay. And he was like this wild man, man of the forest that Gilgamesh was trying to, trying to bring into the city and say, hey, this is a better life. And mm-hmm. then Enkindu was like, eh. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. He was actually uh, so our one of our games we're making the tower one with the character the with the code name Shaman. I was actually like thinking in the variation of that name would be Akindu. Yeah. Moving on. That's cool. It's a nice <laughs> little reference. Yeah. Um, so this is this is one of the first ones with um, accessories. Uh, all the other ones just had armor, and in this one you have accessories that can give you passive abilities. Which is, I think it's a great addition to the series. And if you think about it, it's further bloating of they're already building accessories in with ability or like the job, the job skill sets yes. or whatever are accessories. You're as right well. for this game, but, but then, it leads to, and um, so okay, think about. Have you ever uh, heard that like when you're making a password, the reason why they add all those new requirements, the mm-hmm. passwords, is because you can multiply the amount of chance, right. possibilities, right? right? So, say for instance, if the password is only going to be three characters, and each character is only a number, right? Mm-hmm. It's ten times ten times ten, right? So you only have a thousand possibilities. But then if you throw a letter in there, now mm-hmm. it's um, it's 37 times 37 times 37, mm. which leads are you're like you exponential, right? Right. And then you add symbols into those three characters, and suddenly you're in like the billions and trillions of possibilities. Kazillions. Right. So if you think about it in this way, Final Fantasy goes. Now we have 22 classes, so that means that there's 22 abilities that you can use. Mm. So there's some people with multiple slots to equip these abilities. The I. Freelancer. The, the freelancer. Mm. Um, and then we'll add an accessory, which adds another perk. So then now we're another like multiplying. Layer. Yeah. And we'll multiply by multiply by multiply. So now we have extreme combinations of things, but it's kind of like, uh, it's one of those things where like they could put it on, I feel like they could put it on the package and be like, Oh, hundreds of combinations <laughs> for blah, 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 blah. Um, hundreds of different flavors, but it does, like you said, start to staple for right. every game following oh, yeah. accessories become a big thing. I can't remember if it's every one of them, but yeah, for a good, for a good portion. And they also kind of accessory type abilities. Yes. Then. Yeah. And then they kind of uh, they kind of went backwards a little bit with how many actual ar- armor types you have. Like I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy VI. I think you have. You might end up only having. Yeah, like you have like helmet or something. Armor and then the accessories and then weapon. Yeah, I, I think, think there might have been feet or something like that. Or yeah, I, that part I don't remember. But um. So, so this one also had a bonus uh, dungeon. It's called Fork Tower, and so this is actually the first one where it has your party split. 
So in this one, it, it, it splits your party into two different teams. Mm -hmm. And you have to, I believe you switch back and forth to progress. Uh, I can't remember if it's something that you um, you instigate on your own or if you have to set on, you have to go to like a pedestal, the switch over. I can't remember that part, but I know that you, it splits you up in order to get to the to the tower. Was this a Game Boy Advance um, exclusive or was this in the original? I'm pretty sure this was in the, the original. Okay. Oh, I didn't talk about this earlier. Okay. The most, in, so for the most part, I like a lot of the puzzles in Final Fantasy games, but I remember this, like the sand temple. In Final Fantasy V? Yes. And there's all these like quicksand sp spots and you have to get on the right one and it ends up being like a conveyor belt type thing. Mm -hmm. But you, when you're on the conveyor belt, you can run into random enemies. Oh my gosh. It was like, it was the most annoying thing ever. If you look at a lot of modern conveniences in video games, taking away the random encounter thing was a big thing in certain games. Taking away like mandatory battling, that right. was a big thing. Like even now in the remake of Final Fantasy VIII, they make it to where you can turn off encounters. It's something that somebody might like. Yeah. And so far, it doesn't really work for those games because, I mean, you have for to level up. For 8, technically, it works. Why? Oh, Why you yeah. say? Because 8, yeah, yeah, the yeah, monsters yeah. level with you. And sometimes yeah, you actually right. need them to be low level to fight, to get certain things from them. I hate that leveling system. Funny thing is, that's the kind of leveling system I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're. I hated your game. Mm. <laughs> I just put mm. I'm just kidding. The truth. <laughs> don't, I don't mind it though. It is I'm, it well, is. I'm just playing anyway. Um, so on to the. Or do you want to take a quick break? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're so back. We're back. Okay, here's the thing though. Can you guess how long the actual break was? <laughs> that was fun. Oh, can okay, I guess? Did you guess? I was no, here, whatever. so I I can guess. No, I'm giving the audience. <laughs> many people who listen to this an opportunity to guess they had an opportunity to guess and i'm gonna give you the answer in some time um let's talk about what we're gonna talk about and i'll get the answer later okay so now we're on to the did you know part it was and, like uh, two seconds yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so fawn fancy uh ever heard of fawn fancy legend of the crystals the animated series yes did you know that this is actually a sequel to fawn fancy 5 i thought it was a prequel it's a sequel. It takes place uh, 200 years after the game game's events. Of course it does. Everything takes place 200 years prior to <laughs> or or after. For, apparently 200 years is just a nice little round number that makes people go, oh, we can forget all the mechanics from earlier mm -hmm. because by then a generation they two all will pass. Exactly. Yeah. So whether their, their legend can pass into obscurity and maybe people can start to forget some of the lessons that were learned, and that way we can have to relearn everything. It's a weird number that seems to be just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's very digestible for the <laughs> for the people. For some reason, it makes me think of uh, the Force Awakens when they're all like, "The Jedi are real," and I'm like, "It's only been like thirty years, ish." Yeah, but thirty years ish, and it's a galaxy-wide story. That's true. And there was only one of them, and I guess technically nobody knew he was a Jedi, except for like that small little group, and the rebels. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. No more Star Wars stuff. All right, okay, we already have like a three episode, three hour episode about that. So <laughs> yeah. you can go listen to that as well. Oh, I can't wait for a three hour episode of uh, the whatever the next one's called. Sure. I don't know what's going to be called. What is it called? Who? 
The new Star Wars. Uh, the Skywalker something. Rise, Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, can you remember? Can you remember all the names of the characters in this one? No. But I remember you know butts. Okay. Or Bart's. Um. So I looked at some stuff beforehand. Um, you can't cheat. I know. I'm closing <laughs> them right now. Um, so we got Bart. Uh-huh. We got Ferris. Okay. Golov. Uh-huh. Kryle, uh-huh. which is the, another person. Mona Moss. She's not a very memorable character. <laughs> she has pink hair. The the King Tycoon's daughter. I don't know. Mm. I remember side characters. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is uh, Lena. Yeah. Never now, the real challenge. Do you remember all their last names? No, I didn't know they had last <laughs> names. <laughs> I didn't know either. Well, I mean, you already said Tycoon. Oh. Yeah. Tycoon. It's Bart's Clauser, Lena Charlotte Tycoon, Galif Halm Baldzian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferris Swartz. Swarwitz mm-hmm. and Kyle Mayer Baldschian. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but each one of them, I don't remember this part, but each one of them was supposed to represent one of the um, elements. So Bart's was wind, Lena was water, Galif was earth, and Ferris was fire. Was it that they actually represented that, or was that well, just they were bespo- a... bestowed with their spirit essentially? But they really like. I'm playing the game right now, so maybe maybe they'll come around. No, it's like it. at the very beginning, like when they first get the first crystal. Oh, maybe it does. It's say that. it's probably like really glazed over and yeah, not important like, oh, at all. Oh, I could feel the fire in your soul, <laughs> Ferris. Yeah. I could see the calmness of the sea in your soul, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. The wind um, blows softly through your soul, butts. Butts. And um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Gallus is Earth, right? Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. The the, the soil is is fertile in your <laughs> soul, Gallus. <laughs> nice. That's really good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Butts Chocobo's name? Butts Junior. No. Two Butts. <laughs> Two Butts. <laughs> uh, it was Boko. Yes. Do you remember Sid? Sid's grandson's name? Sid? Mm, yeah, Sid's grandson. His name is Sid? Yeah. No, 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 no. The grandson's name is Sid. No. <laughs> but you're close. Bid. Mid. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, were you really just guessing? Yes. Yeah, it's mid. Uh, <laughs> Sid and mid. I actually said bid, but you gave me the answer as if I said it. But <laughs> I said bid because I was going to actually go through all the consonants. Oh, right. Um, so I was talking about, but blah, 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 blah. I was talking about Tesoro Nomura's uh, part in this game. Mm-hmm. He could design monsters for them. Well, so he was actually a debugger in four, but this is the first game that he actually had uh, game credits. Yeah. And um, so. So Sakaguchi had the original overall design, but everyone had like their own design inputs and everyone else put them on like the computer and everything. But uh, Nomura actually like had this notebook that with his ideas and he'd take it around, he'd make drawings with them. Mm-hmm. And one of it, two of his ideas were a ninja with a dog 
and a gambler that fought using dice and cards. Would you say something like a shadow and maybe a, like a setzer Al- or something? Alka setzer. <laughs> Two characters which he was able to tribute to another game, which we'll be discussing next month. Well, yeah. well, I mean, they, you know, so I guess, um, like Sakaguchi was like, 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 um, Nomura was, or how do I phrase this? So basically, every time Sakaguchi saw Nomura, he's like, "Come here, come here, let's see this notebook again." So he was, he was all about Nomura, like way back when, and which makes sense. I mean, it, you know, like realistically, Nomura and I can't, I can never remember the other guy's name. Nikatsu or what's his name? The one who worked on it? Mm-hmm. Yoshinori Kat. Yeah, uh, those are like Katase. Those are really probably the two Katase. people at Square that really catapulted Square Enix to the top. Technically, the person who catapulted Square Enix to the top was Sakaguchi, but you know. Well, they were. I mean, the most popular title was Four, but Four was like, I, I guess in Japan, it's still still really popular, but. I always think of it like this. Had the foundation not been set by Sakaguchi, Fair then they, Nomura and um, Kitase would actually have nowhere to jump from. Well, think about how similar all of them, all the games felt like before 5. And 6 was... A, a think about how quickly all the games before 5, 4 fell. Or how quickly, how quickly they, were, they made. were made. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Also, also... Think about the platform, the technology, the amount of min- memory that they could even allocate to something like that. They couldn't even make that grand of a story back then. Hold on. To a point where they did in 4. Where 4, they, that's when they introduced the the mode 7 for Final right. Fantasies. That's where they introduced an even more a broader story. They introduced ATB. They, introdu- like they mm. introduced like a larger cast of characters. Um, in terms of playable characters, right? They upped the amount of enemies that could be, or not enemies, the amount of party members that were going to be on screen up to to five, I think for for four. Um, like they, as soon as they had the technology, suddenly these games became less of like template based games and more of holy crap, we can do a lot of things with all of this, you know. You know what's kind of weird is actually, like, I was just thinking about this. I think the, like, character... One of the problems with Final Fantasy V was the the character designs. And it just didn't... Like, in my opinion, it didn't look as good as as five, Like, a, aesthetic. Four, uh, five didn't look as good as four. Yeah. Do you know why, though? Well, I mean, they had they spent so much time designing new different classes. I get right, that they part. had to do... Well, that and each class needed to only have like one or two identifiers and right. that was say for instance one person with pink hair mm-hmm. so that way every class that they switch to the pink hair aesthetic sticks out so you still know it's that character that makes sense right so in in a game like final fantasy 4 though you're not dealing with 16 or 22 right or 26 costumes you're you can pick with, the best costume mm-hmm. for each and character you can focus that makes on sense. that and then any i don't know emoting that's done can be done on one so it's easier it would be easier to emote one type or it would be easier to emote on a very like a uh, malleable design than it would be to like a fleshed out design like Cecil's but both of his designs they're pretty you know <laughs> sound like we're gonna say something funny but like a Freudian slip <laughs>
Oh, almost. Probably. I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> so, so why do you think? Uh, why do you think they've spent so much? I mean, so they've remade four like a billion times, but they haven't yes. touched. I mean, they've. Sorry, you, there's the iOS versions of five and six, but other than that, they haven't. They didn't them remake them though. That was yeah. just enhanced. So, wh- why do you think? Uh, why do you think those two aren't getting any love? Um, I think first of all because there's such huge projects projects to undertake. Um, second, because the amount of love that was put into three and four were still on smaller scales. No matter how you, no matter how you, how you try to, um, try to say it and try to show it, three or four is a smaller game than five. So you think if, um, if like the 3DS was still running strong, they would have given more thought to five and six? No. Not necessarily, and I think, and it has. I don't think it has anything to do with the platform itself. It has more to do with the amount of work that would go to take it from two D to three D. And and the thing is, if they don't do that, then technically what they've already done is perfectly fine. Yeah. There's no, there's not much further they can go from where they are already. I think it just bugs me. It's not on consoles. But that's fine though. That's the thing. The thing is, how I many times do you need to buy a game? Well. I've- I've bought Final Fantasy IV, like, let's see, let me, well, technically, I, I didn't bought it buy Final Fantasy IV, one of my buddies gave it to me. The thing is, I think the reason why they haven't done five again, it's because it's a huge game. Mm-hmm. Second, because if they're going to do it again, like three and four, mm-hmm. they're going to do it in 3D. There's no way they do it otherwise. They've already actually cleaned up everything from uh, from previous versions of five into the current version of it, which is still just a two D version. And some people don't even like that because they stretched out the models and the, or the, yeah. the sprites, and they, they look kind of weird. They look fine. I don't know. Again, kind of weird. It's whatever. Yeah. But if they were to do it, they would do I, it in three D. I think that's and really now what it is. More costumes, more mechanics. Like, well, uh, I can't play any of those. I can't play any of those games on my PS Four. And actually, I would like to. I would like to be able to do that. I don't want to go over my PC or whatever. I want to play it on my PS4. And I, although there this? was, how about, how about this? How about this? There was a rumor that they're going to make uh, like a Final Fantasy anniversary game, or I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's supposed to include one through ten, like a like a full anthology or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. Ugh. I don't need another one of those collections. <laughs> I think uh, again, five will I think will be remade, remade, but I think it requires um, the people who did uh, three and four to not be busy. Because Dot Emu, I think, is the one who. Well, did. they're doing bravely default at this point. Yeah, they did bravely default. They actually worked on this Final Fantasy VIII remake. Um, oh, really? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they, I'm sure they're really busy in the background, just adapting all these uh, these things. And if anything. With the 3DS kind of fading um, into obscurity in terms of like the amount of games still being made for it, I think that it would end up being like a Switch PC kind of exclusive thing. Now, that perfect. Being, hmm? Perfect. That's that's fine. Switch. But it w- it's gonna it's gonna hit some people the wrong way. But the fact that th- the fact that a lot of things seem to be console and PC exclusive, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Like oh, Xbox PC or Switch PC or you know or PlayStation but also on PC. That seems to be the route that everybody is going now, mainly because they can get some extra money from the other some people, mm-hmm. and then Steam is always, no matter what, going to take a certain percentage, or you can right. go to Epic Store and then just draw everybody's ire. But, you know, it is what it is. 
I don't really care if anything goes on the Epic Store. I personally am in favor of the developers making as much money as they can off of the game that they built and not the distributor making all the money. Money. Yeah. Either way, as a developer myself, I I personally like the Epic Store's uh, monetary model. I don't like um, exclusivity deals, though, in terms of like what it does for, for the industry because um, it does draw a divide. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but competition is good. It means that if Epic Store becomes as popular as it could be and probably will be, then that means that Steam will be forced to change their policies and become more in favor of the developers instead of just lining their pockets with money, which, I mean, they might stay that way. Who knows? Who but, knows? It's hard to say. Popularity is such an important part of it all. So Indeed. But uh, now that we're straying. Nope, we're not straying. We're talking about games being remade, particularly. Oh, okay, 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 fair enough. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, first if we recommend this game and uh, what what the best way to play it. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about Final Fantasy Five. Wow. I mean, we're not going to be talking about it much longer, but um, yeah, all my notes are gone, so I don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh, we're going to say like we've said with every Final Fantasy. First of all. Whether we recommend the game. Oh, I don't. As a must-play. No. Why? <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, pretty much the only one that's not a must-play is 2 at this point. Right. I mean, um, it's totally worth it for the job system. Mm-hmm. And you can play this one without the Charlie's Angels thing. What is that? Oh, sorry. Well, Final Fantasy ten two, Like, it has... It's the only... It's the next one with the actual, like, job system. But mm-hmm. then you got the kind of work your way through the charlie's angels story it is what it is <laughs> okay so what what would you say the best platform to play final fantasy 5 on uh i would well i would say final fantasy 5 uh, advanced for the game boy um i've or what you could do you could play it on pc and apparently there's a mod that changed the menus so they don't suck and look like the ios touchscreen version right because most of them are just ports anyways so, also, I recommend the game as well. I don't think of, of it as, like, a necessity, but I do think of it as one of those games where if you really, really liked your jobs of three and you wanted, like, a little bit more, like, variability on how to play all those jobs, then five is the game for you. Um, I recommend a PC version just because in its own way it's more portable. Um because first of all, it's going to be hard enough to find a Game Boy Advance version mm-hmm. of that game, and you can play PC version on a potato. So there's that. <laughs> um, I well, cause, I mean, I think about it this way: like even three and four, because they were remade and they were in 3D, still take a little bit of resources, though they can be played on older a lot of older computers. Um, but I like there's like there's this weird thing of like having games that may not necessarily be like the best games but the fact that they run like without much resources makes mm-hmm. them actually appealing um and i think five is one of those to me like it's also appealing because of the job system but the fact that it runs on pretty much anything and that can you know i can run it at low resources it could be something that i play while i'm doing updates or while i'm doing other stuff or transferring files or whatnot that would otherwise take up all my my right yeah that makes sense but yeah definitely a good game and i recommend the pc version i I did not play it on game boy advance 
I'm sorry we didn't talk about the music soundtrack in this one. We kind of forgot about that. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it is actually good. And actually, you should uh, close it out, if you can, with the one that kind of sounds like the one-winged angel or not one-winged angel. Kind of sounds like a Genova. That's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. I will play that one, and then I will actually close out the episode with... Oh, you'll play the, the other one during one of the breaks? No, let's play it now. Okay. Okay. And then I'll play Battle of the Big Bridge, which is actually the big, the big song from this. Uh, the Gilgamesh. The song. Gilgamesh song. Yep. As we close out, um, shoot. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What All right, we're done. About, what are we talk about next week? Um, like I can't remember. <laughs> I see what you did there. We're talking about amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, this is getting corner and corner. Dude, that's good stuff. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Until no, next time. no. Until Am I not supposed to say anything? I thought we were Until supposed to say Until next time. Okay.